Hello. This week, we'll be talking about a lawsuit that was recently filed against Michigan State University relating to the Title IX office, the outcomes of this year's Mental Health Awareness Week, and a discussion on the shifts in city council after the most recent election. Welcome to the 1909, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at the state news' biggest stories of the week while bringing in new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. I'm multimedia editor Haley Sinclair. A lawsuit was recently filed Sunday, November 10th against Michigan State, which claims the university's Title IX office dissuade a student from reporting two instances of sexual assault. Today, we welcome Cops and Courts reporter Hannah Brock. The lawsuit was filed on Sunday the 10th by Sage Wood. Um, She started at MSU in 2015 as a freshman, and basically... This case is about her trying to report two instances of sexual assault to an OIE officer, which is the Office of Institutional Equity. And she's basically filing a lawsuit against um, multiple employees of MSU and MSU as a whole for basically the distress that that caused her because she wasn't helped in the way she believes she should be. So that's like what allegedly happened. She tried to talk to, um, now called the Center for Survivors, but it used to be the Sexual Assault Program. And she tried to ask them for her files. And according to her court document, the court document about the lawsuit, she felt humiliated and embarrassed for asking for her own court records. So I think that the point of this lawsuit is that she holds the people accountable for causing her so much distress because she wasn't, she believed, like she wasn't given the proper resources for what happened to her. Within the court document, there's a few statements that the Title IX officer that was supposed to be helping her allegedly said. And one of those was, you're lucky, it could have been worse. Um, It's hard to prove, nothing would come of it. Those kinds of things. So. I think Wood believes that she was not treated the way that she should have been treated, and I think her whole point in this lawsuit is trying to hold the people accountable who are here, who brand themselves as people who are supposed to be helping survivors, and didn't. When I attempted to talk to Emily Garant, she initially didn't answer me, but after we had already published the article, she got back to me to give me a comment on the case and she basically just said that the university hasn't been served with the lawsuit yet so that they couldn't comment on it quite yet. The defendants in this lawsuit include a former OIE director, a former Title IX coordinator, um, former MSU president Luana K. Simon, the MSU Board of Trustees, the university as a whole, And then also the Title IX investigator who she spoke to, which is a lot of the basis for why she's going forward with this lawsuit from like what I got from the court document. The MSU community was welcome to start Mental Health Awareness Week with a kickoff event at The Rock on Farm Lane, Monday, November 11th. This week also featured multicultural community events yoga, and a positive affirmation day. We have Campus General Assignment reporter Wendy Guzman to speak to what this week provided to the community. It seems like they really tried to do different things this year, at least from what I've heard. Um, The liaison for 
health, safety, and wellness, he was telling me that a lot of like what he was doing, you know, setting up the week was just trying to make it different. And I think that they really did succeed. There was a lot of really cool, like little things to appreciate throughout the week that I feel like could have honestly like made someone's just like week a little better. One thing that I thought was really cute was they were passing out little succulent plants around and it wasn't just like oh you have to come here no they were there was at least like one hall in every neighborhood that had some like a table with someone with little succulents and that's something so little but like if someone is really struggling like i get really happy looking at tiny little plants and i hope that you know maybe a tiny little plant will make someone that's having a hard time like just feel better there was also an event called break the stigma that was all about multicultural communities and that's a new event i know that uh, Kumar, and I believe his name was, was trying to get to happen just because of all of the things that have been going on recently on campus. I think that just ASMZ's like mission in general with that event was just there's us like acknowledging mental health here in America and it's a thing that we worry about. You know, there's a national week for it. We celebrate it, but people that come from different backgrounds and different places, they repress those things. Like someone that was there was saying that they like confronted their mom and said like, I'm depressed, like this is what's going on in my life. And their mom was like, well, just pray. Where that happens in a lot of different type of communities and people of different backgrounds where just mental health isn't a thing that they think about. If whatever they're going through isn't something physical that needs like medical attention, like they don't think it needs any medical attention, that it's not an issue because it's in their head and like something else is gonna solve it. So a lot of times, people of minorities or different backgrounds find it hard to just come out and like say that they need help because they're taught their entire life to like repress it or that whatever's going on is not an issue and isn't actually happening and it's all in their head. I know that in the past they've had Mental Health Awareness Week, but in the spring, which is just a, another type of like another part of the year, obviously. And what they've done, I think this might be, I think this is the second year they've done it in November. It's just a more appropriate placement, especially for students at Michigan State. We don't have fall break. There's, you know, midterms just passed, final, you know, Thanksgiving's and then happens and then there's finals right away. Like this is, and then the weather is changing. This is such like a vulnerable time for students. Like out of nowhere, it was just super, super dark at six o'clock and started snowing on Monday. So like people's like moods and their mental health just really does go down around this time of year and being a college student in particular like there's a lot of other things going on like your work your studies that is all in your brain and that can really be something really tough for people to go through so that's why i think it's important for the week to take place when it's taking place today we have city of east lansing reporter lucas day to talk about the newly elected east lansing mayor Ruth Byer and the newly elected mayor pro tem Aaron Stevens. So Ruth was elected to city council in 2013 then re-elected in 2017. Um, I don't know a whole lot about her. I haven't had very many personal conversations with her um, but I do know that she had a big part in all the development that was going in downtown and she's very respected by other council members at, at least the existing ones. Um, Mark Meadows was mayor before um, for the last, before the election cycle, Mark Meadows was mayor. He was actually re-elected. And he told me that he'd step down, to, step down from being mayor so that Ruth could be mayor um, because he supported her. 
um, to be voted in as mayor. And how that works is the city council decides among themselves. Um, so they take a vote among the five of them, who's going to be mayor, who's going to be mayor pro tem. They unanimously voted in Ruth to be mayor. I know Aaron Stevens a little bit better. Uh, Aaron was obviously a student when he was voted in in 2017, so he's halfway through his first term. Um, Aaron's, he's passionate about what he does. Um, you can tell that if you go from a meeting, when the hub was having all those issues downtown, Aaron was in the hub. He talked to as many people as he could. He was messaging people that he knew who lived in the hub. And I've seen Aaron at a ton of events, just going out and covering new businesses and stuff like that. I see Aaron constantly. Actually, when I first started, the first new business that I went to was Foster Coffee, and they were opening. And um, when I was waiting to talk to the owner, Aaron called me over, and he had me sit down by him. And I thought that he wanted to ask me about something that I'd written. Instead, he just asked me where I was from, um, what kind, what I hoped to do, just things like that. He just tried to get to know me every, a little bit better. Um, now, at every city council meeting, Aaron gives me a fist bump when he walks by. He's very personable. Um, I think I think he's going to do a good job. I don't know how long he'll be in East Lansing. I haven't asked him that, but I'd have to imagine that he has more ambitions than City Council because he is so young and serving on City Council. The two newcomers, Lisa Babcock and Jesse Gregg, I was actually a little bit surprised that one of them wasn't either mayor or mayor pro tem because they were overwhelmingly favored by voters um, from the existing incumbents that were running, Mark Meadows and Eric Altman. Altman was obviously voted out. Um, and Meadows snagged that last spot by two votes. But Greg and um, Babcock were way more popular than the two of them. So I was surprised that they didn't put at least one of the two of them on as mayor or mayor pro tem just because that's what voters showed that they wanted. Um, but I guess that Aaron Stevens and Ruth Byer weren't running. Um, Greg and Babcock's big thing is transparency. They're not happy with how the city council's been running. I talked to Jesse Greg about this the other day and she said that they need to need to be more public um, more public forums where they tell the city what they're doing. She's very upset that um, when all this development was going on downtown that the city council didn't hold more forums asking people if they thought it was a good idea or really just explaining what was happening because all this all this construction started happening and people were confused about it and she doesn't think that's right. Be sure to tune in next week for a recap of the state news's most important stories of the week airing next Friday. Thank you for listening to the 1909.